Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Uh, Tommy will be. I am on a mission to get Tommy back to being a co-host with me, but he's going through a divorce, and until that's like all settled and he's got custody of the kid and all that, like there can't really he can't really do business. He can't even. I just really want him as a guest on the show to spill the beans about his story and what happened in his divorce because it's really interesting. But he can't even do that until he um, separates ways and like he separates from his girl and that's all done legally. I don't know if he'll ever be back on as a co-host permanently, but like every now and then I'd love to have him on because I thought he was great. Um, But I also want him on as a guest spilling the beans about his story. I don't know if you noticed that the podcast that I had of him and me about our history and our past was taken down because his wife found it when they were together (laughs) and he got in a lot of trouble. So that'll be back up too when uh, they get fully divorced and everything like the papers are signed and all that stuff. But anyway, if you want to follow the show, if you like uh, the show and you want to follow me on Twitter, you could follow me. Um, I'm at Cartoon Therapy and the show is at Strict Anonymous. Uh, You could do that on Twitter. If you like the show on iTunes or Stitcher, please subscribe and write a review. I love to get reviews. People actually wrote reviews. I had two reviews recently, one from a guy, Cubs fan, 60656, uh, and some guy named Brian Jack won. Uh, I totally appreciate it. I get really excited. I love to see what people write. Of course, they're always good reviews. I haven't had, I think I had one slightly bad review. Um, so if you like the show and you have some good things to say, like write a review, that really helps my podcast. Um, so that'd be great. Or re- re- um, what is that called? Subscribe, <laughs> subscribe to the podcast today. Oh, if you want to also be on the show, I love, you know, I go onto Craigslist. I go into adult friend finders. I post on Backpage. I do everything I can. I mean, you guys don't even understand how many dick pics and crazy things I have to do and how many times I just have to like email perverts like all day long or I am with them to just try and get guests on my show. But I don't just look for like, you know, guys that have like weird sex stories and shit like that. I would like to talk to anybody. So, you know, if you are a listener and you have a problem that you want to talk about or you live a secret life and you just want to get it off your chest totally anonymously, um, I'd love to have you on the show. You could email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll have you on. Today what I have on is um, a guy that I met on Adult Friend Finders. What I do on Adult Friend Finders, I just log on to the um, IM chat and I get like a zillion guys. Like it's so funny if you're in my apartment because you just hear the beep like (laughs) every five seconds. And I have just this thing that I cut and paste and send to each guy like, hey, do you want to be on my show? I'm not looking. I'm not here looking to hook up, blah, 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 you know. I don't try to bait and switch anybody. I try to get to the point. Um, and every now and then I get someone says like, okay, that sounds like fun. Actually, I got a couple guys recently that were interviewing it. So um, the guy that I'm going to air today is named Tom. He's a young guy. He's 28. He's on Adult Friend Finder. He said because he travels a lot and he can't really have a real relationship. Um, so he goes on that that on that site. To pick up girls just so that he could sort of meet them when he's traveling. He's been on that site for about seven years, so he's got a lot of experiences to talk about. And then when he was, like, 23, he dated an older woman who was, like, way older than him. And they had, like, they were, like, swingers. So he gets into that, too. So it's a really interesting call. His name is Tom. Like I said, I met him on Adult Friend Finders. And I'll be right back on with his story. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story, 
and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Hey, Tom, this is Kathy. You're on the Strictly Anonymous podcast for you. I'm good. How are you? Good, Tom. So listen, this is the deal. You probably know nothing about my show because nobody on Adult Friend Finder really reads my profile. I think you have to have like a membership or something. I mean, I put on my profile that I run this podcast and that people call in. And most of the time I get my callers from Craigslist, right? Um, But every now and then I go to Adult Friend Finders and I have a couple people on from there. I mean, and, and typically the way I get people from adult friend finders is the way I get you, got you. I just go on the, like the, the chat thing and guys just start sending me dick pics. I don't think you send me a pic. And then I just send them like my info that I'm looking for someone for the show. And then every now and then I get somebody that wants to call in. So I always start off with my adult friend finder people, like just asking them like what they're doing on adult friend finder. And I'm curious if you get any action, just so you know, people on Craigslist barely get action a lot of the time when they're looking for girls, because it's a lot of dudes and a lot of prostitutes on Craigslist. Like there's not a lot of real women on there. Do you find that you get a lot of action from being on adult friend finder? Um, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. Um, I would say it's, it's, it's probably more on the slow side than anything else. On the what side? More on the slow side than anything else. Right. Um, I travel a lot for work, so, you know, some areas are better than others. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely better than Craigslist. Right. So you go on there trying to, like, create, like, set up hookups for when you're traveling for work in different cities? Right. Right. And do you, like, could you give me an example of, like, some sort of recent hookup that you had? Like what? Like um, the the last one was actually in hometown. Uh huh. Um, so it's, yeah, it seems seems to be. I don't know. I think people are a little leery of you when you're not from the area. You know. Yeah. Totally. I'm sure. I mean, I would just think women. I mean, being a woman in general, like I'm a woman, right? So if I'm meeting like a strange dude. I would be a little leery anyway, whether I'm in my same town or I'm like far away, you know, because you're just meeting a man and he could like fucking kill you. That's what I think. You know what I'm saying? But really, there's a lot of crazies. Right. But the the truth is, there's just a lot of horny guys out there. Most of the time, all you dudes on adult friend finders have these big pictures of your hard dicks. You're really just looking for a piece of ass. You're really not looking to murder anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why guys think girls. Like, I just think a lot of men would be much happier if they were gay because I just don't understand how men think. And maybe it's just like, I tend to think maybe guys are just like born hunters. So they kind of like that. Most women aren't into what they're looking for. So they, it takes like longer and it's like a harder sort of catch to find that one horny girl. that's just going to fuck you and not even know you. But most of the time, like women just aren't wired like that, you know, yet there's millions of you guys out there that are just like on these sites, like just not believing the truth. You know what I mean? And figuring there's got to be some slutty girls out there that'll just screw me and not have any feelings and whatever. <laughs> right. 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 And do yeah, you- no, there's there's a there's a there's a huge element of that. Um, you know, most most of the time it turns into kind of a time killing thing. You know, you end up talking to some cool people, you meet some new people. Um, most of the time, it's it's it doesn't prove to be too terribly fruitful. Um, but you do you do get a chance to get to know people and get to know the areas. You know, right. So I mean, but how many girls have you actually fucked from Adult Friend Finders, and how long have you been on? Um, probably about seven, and I've been on it for, geez, probably at least five years now. Five years? And, I mean, can you count how many girls you've actually screwed, or is it too many to count? I I wish I could say it was too many. Yeah, that's what I figure. In five (laughs) years, how many? I want to do the average. It's about seven. So seven. most Most of them come from hometown. Right. So out of five years of hard work, 12 months, you get you you nail about one girl a year. It's like fishing. This is why I think guys are into fishing. They just sit on a pond for like 10 hours. And if they catch one fish, they're happy. I feel like it's the same thing with these kind of sites with guys like guys are just I don't get it. But I guess it's like that challenge of finding that one person. Right. I don't know. Is it like and have you had great experiences those seven times? Uh, well, I'm, I'm really quite 
Vicky because, you know, I can get murdered and killed just the same. So. <laughs> or taken. So, you could get I, robbed. I, I think you're... I think you're more likely to get drugged up and robbed than mm. killed. I don't know. I watch a lot of like these shows on TV, like, you know, uh, 48 Hours and Dateline. And most of the time, I would say it's men killing women because I guess women are annoying. I don't know. Men can't deal with women. They just like instead of divorcing them, they have to always kill them. It's very bizarre to me. But it's not there's not that many women. I mean, well, sometimes there is the wife that kills the man. But I think it's more men that kill women. But, yeah, you could get robbed for sure. Right. And you can catch something, you know. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to have a, a night of fun turn into a lifetime of crap, you know. Right, but let me ask you this. First of all, I always ask all my callers because everyone on my call, my show is called Strictly Anonymous, and everybody calls in they're anonymous. I don't look at pictures of anybody. I mean, I've seen your dick pic because it's like your profile picture. Is that really your cock, or like do people put up fake pictures? No, no, no. That's fine. That's yours. So, um, an adult friend is really interesting. Like, I pay to be on there because this is where I get people for my show. And it's just like, I tell people sometimes, like, you go on there and, like, people have videos of themselves. And there's, like, a lot of information on there. You know, and I always... Right. And I think that the, all the stuff is really real, you know? So, like, like, people have pictures. They'll have, like, 180 pictures. So, you know it's not, like, 180 fake pictures of the same person that they could find, you know? So, there's a, right. <laughs> there's a lot of freaky people on there looking for action but what are you on a scale of one to ten what do you consider yourself as, as far as one looks, being looks wise hot. one being really ugly and ten being totally hot I'd put myself in the category of a seven or six Six or seven. So let me ask you this. Are yeah. you also on regular sites like OkCupid or Match.com or JDate or whatever? Like, are you on those sites too or just strictly Adult Friend Finder? No, it's just Adult Friend Finder. And, and how come? Because let me tell you, you know, I live in New York City. Um, I won't out where you're from. I, you know, you, I let tell people you lie about your name. You lie about where you're from. Just be honest about everything else. But, like, I live in New York, and, you know, I have tons of guy friends in this town, and they're on, I don't know, listen, they wouldn't probably tell me if they're on Adult Friend Finders, but they're also on those other sites, like OkCupid, Match.com, and they get laid all the time on those sites. Like, seriously, you know, it's very easy nowadays to take a girl out, buy her a couple drinks, and screw her on the first night. Like, I can't even... I don't drink. I haven't drank for many years. So, I'm not an easy lay. But girls that drink are. And my guy friends tell me, like, most girls they go out with on these sites will just, like, fuck them the first night. So, like... And I think that you'd get a lot more than seven in five years. Like, did you ever think of trying the regular sites and sort of going in in a different way instead of saying, hey, I just want to fuck you? Like, kind of being that typical guy and saying, hey, I'm looking for a relationship, but really you're just looking to screw people? I, I had started uh, previously on those websites, but, you know, it, I don't, I'm not a player. You're not like, a player? I don't want to play. No, I'm not a player. I don't want to play games. I don't want to, you know, I'm very straightforward. So I don't want to, I don't want to mislead people. Um, and, you know, most people that are on the other websites, um, if they're there for that, uh-huh. that's their prerogative. But I don't, you know, I don't want to waste someone's time that's not on the same bike. Right. And now you're 28, right? You said, I mean, like I, like I asked you before, it says you're 31 on your on your profile, but you're 28 in real life. Did you ever explain to me why you made up a difference of three years? Like, I don't understand. Did you put 31 by accident? No, no, I put a different age in just because. Oh, you don't no, want no one no. to know who you are. Right. 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 Okay. Not until not until I get to know them. Right. Know? Of course. Of course. But you're because you're a straight shooter. But like, you're not going to put that shit out there right in the beginning. Um, right. 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 But so, what's your deal? You're 28 years old. Have you ever had a relationship, like a long term relationship? I have, but I travel a lot for work, so it doesn't uh, it doesn't usually end up lasting too long. Right. What do you do for work? I, I do uh, different consulting. Consulting. You're work. a consultant, right? Yeah, I, I, right. I know people that do that. They travel from, like, you know, Monday through Thursday of every week. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So you haven't been able to find, like, a girl that's willing to settle down with that, right? That's a difficult thing for a girl. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's a lot of people that say that online, but, you know, four months in, they haven't seen you hardly at all, and they get annoyed. So. Right. And so what was your longest relationship? Have you ever had, like, a, anything that lasted a significant amount of time? I mean, you're still young. Long, right. Longest was three years. 
Oh, so that's long. And so, and you were doing consulting at the time, or was that like in high school or something? That's as I was starting to get into it. So I was coming out of college and into into the whole consulting industry. So. Right. And did you were you like a pretty monogamous person, or did you cheat when you were in that relationship because you were always on the road? Like, were you doing the adult friend finder thing behind that person's back? I wasn't doing it behind their back. We we were actually swinging at the time. So oh. that's kind of another element to it. So yeah, that's like, interesting. That's why that lasted you know, three years. You guys were on the same page. Exactly, exactly. And there's not a lot of people like that. So no. Well, how did... I have a lot of guys that call in. I don't know. Uh, you know, you could check out my podcast after we're done with this. But I have a lot of guys that call in that either want to see their girl screw another guy or they, you know, want to get them into threesomes or they want to get them into swingers. And every now and then I get a call from a guy who actually has a girl like that. But like you said, they are hard to find. Like, where did you meet this girl and how did that come up in your relationship? She she was actually a good bit older than me. Um, how old was she and how old like were you? I was, I was 23 uh-huh. and she was 31. Okay. So she she had done it supposedly <laughs> in her in her in her younger years, right? Um, and you know, so she had talked to me about it and it sounded appealing. So we we started into it. She was basically the the one that exposed me to it all and and showed me showed me the lifestyle, if you will. Right, but I mean, was that very early on? Like, what is that first conversation like? Like, where do you meet her first of all? Well, if you're 23 and she's 31, like, where do you guys meet? Through friends, um, she was she was working with somebody that I was going to school with. And what was she on a scale of one to ten? How hot was she? I would put her at a solid nine. So she was really hot. She dug like younger guys, or you guys just like sort of hit it off. I think it was really we just hit it off because uh-huh. me being younger, I think, kind of put the end to the relationship. Right, but how early on did she let you know, like, hey, by the way, this is what I do, and are you into it, and this is what I want to do with you? I mean, what guy wouldn't be into it? I mean, actually, I feel like I know some guys wouldn't. Actually, some guys, when they actually start to like a girl, a lot of my guy friends would never want to see them with somebody else because they maybe would get jealous, you know. But when did she sort of introduce that to you? How early on? We were, it was less than a year, but we'd been together probably about 10 months. Right, and she just brought it up one day, like, "Hey, by the way, I've, I'm into threesomes." No, no, I, I, I mean, we knew quite a bit about each other, um, and I knew that that was something in her past, and I think it was just something we started to talk more about and explore. Right, and then so when you say you guys were swingers, like, did you guys go to swing clubs? Like, what was your, what did you guys do together? Did you put ads and bring in other women or other men? We would, we would go to. Uh, what do you mean like would you fuck other girls there or would you watch her fuck other guys or her with other girls like what was what was she into it was she was into either so i mean it was really a matter of whatever whatever she liked at the club that night Meaning a woman or a man. She would go both ways? Right. Right. And you right. would watch and jerk off? No, no, no. We'd, we'd typically it'd be, you know, typically it'd be another guy. And three of us would all go to a private room together. Uh-huh. And then and you'd both fuck her? Yeah. Right. And you like to watch her get screwed by other guys? Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was an element of... Of pleasure for her and trust between the two of us, that was awesome. Trust, you said? Did you say trust? Yeah, trust. Right, yeah, that, that yeah, was awesome, right. meaning that it like made you feel closer to her and turned you on? Yes, yep. Right, that's interesting. Because a lot of people, like I said, I think would actually think maybe they would feel the opposite, right? But because you were open to that and that's what you're kind of into and she was, I think it's great. I mean, you it's very rare. I had one other guy on who was older who had a girl and they were together. They had both been married, you know, been there, done that monogamous thing that didn't really work and they were in a relationship with each other and they were open to swinging and they were, you know, he was really into her and loved her um, and didn't feel any sort of like 
conflict with that whole thing. Whereas I feel like a lot of regular guys would. And women, you know what I mean? They would feel very conflicted about it, even if that's what they wanted to do, do you know? But it's cool yeah, that... Yeah, it's, it's certainly not an easy thing for, for most people. I think you have to be... I think you have to accept exactly what it is. And it is exactly what it is at that time of the moment. Right, but it doesn't... But, I mean, you would go home and, like, cuddle with her and look at her like your girl and also, like, feel romantic feelings to her. Like, she just wouldn't be that, like, whorish girl doing these dirty no, things. No, at, no, not it, at all. Right. Not at all. Right, well, that's good because I think, like, I, I believe that a lot of guys, as much as they fantasize about that stuff, when it comes down to it, they sometimes can't get past that. You know what I mean? And they would be very judgmental to a woman. I know that the one guy who called in said that his girl, right after their first experience, she started crying and was really nervous that he would look at her differently. You know what I mean? Or judge her for what she did. And I think probably a lot of women would feel that way, that the guy would say he wanted it, but then he'd have a double standard and be like, oh, my God, I can't look at you any different anymore. you know what I mean yeah I, I would say 90% of the time it goes it goes negatively for, for people getting into it right but like I said you know she she, she this is something she had done it was it was something we talked about extensively before we did Oh, you talk, you discussed it a lot about be, before it happened. Like, were you nervous that you would actually, like, did you not know how you'd feel? Or did you know for sure, like, this was something that you were always fantasizing about and you'd be into it? Or is she the one that really sort of opened your eyes to it? I was, I was aware that it was something I was, I was interested in trying and seeing. Um, and, and I would say, yeah, she was definitely the one that, that opened me up to it. So, Right. I think that that's I, like I a, yeah, go on. I wouldn't say it was uh, terribly comfortable the first time, but no. it was it was basically it was a new adventure that only she and I partook in. Right. Like it was very personal to us. Right, because it wasn't probably something that you guys would be able to talk about to a lot of people, right? I mean, did you go, well, but you were young, you were 23, did you, like, go back and brag to your friends, or did you keep it no, private? No, 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 no. That's cool. That was just, you know, that was, that was just for us. I think that's what I really liked about it. Yeah, see, I think, you know, that's what's cool about you. Like you said in the beginning, like, you're pretty much a straight shooter. That's why when I asked you the cheating question, I was kind of like, I, you know... You're probably not the kind of guy that would cheat. You just, you know what I'm saying? Because you said that and, and at least it's cool that you didn't run back. Because I think a lot of guys would go back and sort of maybe brag about it to their friends. Do you know what I mean? And make it not I, something. I don't, I don't know if you can really brag about letting <laughs> your girlfriend sleep with some other dude, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. Well, maybe if she was with another girl or I don't know. You know, I just see, like, listen, guys will, like, show me, my guy friends show me pictures of their girl's tits, the pushy shots that they send them, like, everything. Like, I don't know. I think that that's really fucked up. Like, you know, and I, I wonder if they would do that with girls that they really cared about. I don't know if there's a difference, you know, um, if they're just like. I, I think so. You think, think that's so. what it is? Yeah. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're selling it off, then she's a trophy. Right, but not really. Which, but do you show off the girl be, that you like? It's construed to be a good thing, but it's not this way. Right, because with this girl, she wasn't your trophy. She was like your girlfriend. You guys really dated for three years. And how many times did you guys go swing? And so when you say you, it was hard the first time, though, can I just go back to that? Like, did, were you like a little jealous? Is that was that what made it like hard? Um, I mean, jealousy. Um, you know, you're nervous about the other person being nice and just all all sorts of things. I mean, there's. there's Pretty much everything runs through your mind while you're there. <laughs> right, right. But did it wind up to be like a really hot experience for you, or did you get more into it like the second time? Uh, the first time, honestly, I kind of just let myself go with it and really got pretty into it. So. The first time? Yeah. I mean, you, you hit a point where you're either going to not be okay with it and at which point you really should just stop, mm -hmm. or, or you're going to open open your mind to it and have fun with it. Right. It's like that that you make that decision, and you made the decision to totally go for it. And then, now, did you do anything? You're not bi, right? I looked at your profile really quick just to see what you were into. Are you bi, or are you totally straight? 
No, I'm I'm straight. I I don't I have no aversions to being in bed with the same sex, you know, with my girl, but like you'll cross uh, swords, they call it crossing swords. Like <laughs> you'll be, you'll. <laughs> that's what I'm, I used to have a co-host who was a guy, and he would call it crossing swords. So you'd screw. Like, did you would do like double penetration, or like she'd be blowing you, and the other guy would be screwing her? Like you do stuff like that, but you wouldn't do anything with the guy. No, the, the guy didn't really, you know, didn't interest me. Never really did. Right, but what about when she was with another girl? Would you have sex with the other girl? I actually wasn't allowed to, so. Interesting. And, and let me ask you this. Did you feel like that was, like, some people would be like, oh, that's totally not fair. But, like, I believe in these kind of situations, like, you guys make up your own rules. And if you decide to say that that's cool with you and, you know, like, that's the way that it works. So were you, do you wish that you could have screwed the other girls or was it enough, like, what was going on? Well, I would say what was going on was funny. Like, I just wasn't allowed to fuck them. You were what? I, I just wasn't allowed to actually fuck them. And like, what was her... Know, it, it, yeah. When everybody's in bed, you know, there's there's really... <laughs> there's no... There's not like a no-touching policy. No, but you there was a no-fucking policy. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So, but could you do other things? Like, could you go down on the girl, but you just can't screw her? Or was it like you can't do anything with the girl? No, I just didn't. I just didn't actually fuck her. Right, but and you I could. I think that was more on her end than it was on my end. You know what I mean? No, of course you want you. I'm sure you were open to fucking somebody else, but she didn't want you to, right? Right. Right, and like, did she say? But yet she fucked other guys. That's mm-hmm. a, it, it's interesting. You know, it's like an interesting double standard. But you know, if it works. And you were cool with that. That's fine. But she would let you do everything else with the girls. Right. And would she get, like, was it because she would be jealous or in her mind there was something about you screwing somebody else that would be sort of like crossing a boundary that she wasn't into? Like, did she explain why? Exactly. Exactly. It just was a boundary that she just wasn't comfortable crossing. Right. And you were cool with that because you're like, hey... I got this girl, and she's going to, like, fuck other guys, have threesomes. You know, I mean, you pretty much had a lot, right? So why are you going to be, like, why are you going to argue that one point, right? Especially because you could do other things with the women. Would you guys go, would you guys, like, did you guys have other couples? Like, did you have, like, um, relationships outside of, like, the swingers club? Like, did you ever post stuff on Adult Friend Finders as a couple and get people in? You know, it... It was always just something we did at the club when we wanted to. Right. It, it really never went outside of that. And that was kind of our rule was we, it was, it was our alternative life. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to leave it right there and be able to go to and from it as you please. I think- we didn't want it crossing into our normal life. I think that that's actually smart. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's actually smart because I think that there's a very big difference between, you know, being, you know, with somebody else sexually when you're in a committed relationship and then, you know, having a crossover into something emotional. And I think emotional is worse. I mean, like, I'm sorry. Like, if I knew, if I married for 20 years and my guy was out fucking a hooker every now and then that he never talked to, he went and he paid, he fucked her and left, like, I don't think that that's that big of a deal. But if he's like texting a coworker, do you know what I mean? And like having an actual sort of relationship and start, you know, that's where, you know, their trouble could start. So I think if you just go there, you have your sex and you leave and there's no exchanging of numbers or there's no seeing each other outside, then, you know, you could keep problems from, you know, it's a good way to stop things from happening that could happen in those kinds of situations, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there was never, you never cheated on her. She never had to cheat on you. I mean, you guys had, and you, and you know, your, your relationship wasn't sort of compromised by outside people because you guys never engaged with these people outside. How to come your relationship ended after three years? She, like I said, I was young. Yeah. And she was, she was really more ready to settle down and like location wise and house and, you know everything it just was it just wasn't in the cards for me and frankly I didn't even know it and, until I you know 
got a couple of years older and started seeing things a little differently. So. What do you mean? What 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 wasn't in the cards for you? Settling down? Yeah, you know, life was still an adventure, and mm-hmm. and I'm sure it know, still is at 28. I mean, you're still really young, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. right. Like I like I can see the I can see the benefit of settling down and being there for things of that nature. But I it just wasn't of any interest to me at the time. Right. You were still really young. Do you guys keep in touch? Do you keep in touch and, like, screw each other over the years that have passed? Or did she, like, wind up getting married? Do you know what happened to her? Um, she, she unfortunately, never really found what she was looking for. Um, and we keep in touch, like, maybe once a year. But it, it just, it was, it was kind of, kind of a heartbreaker for both of us. So we, we, we don't really keep in touch, too. Right, because it's kind of like it was just a timing thing. Like, if you would have been older, she would have been younger, right? It wasn't like you guys weren't into each other. Like, everything else was sort of, you guys were compatible, right? Right, right. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I mean, maybe in the future when you're older, I don't know. But when you say she hasn't found what she wanted, like, she's still single and she hasn't found someone to settle down with? Yeah, because she's, uh, she's. Well, I won't talk on her behalf. Too. Nobody knows but who yeah, she is. Talk still, on her behalf. <laughs> Why the fuck? She, she, she's got she's got her list of, of criteria, and you just say they're kind of hard. So <laughs> she's they're kind of hard. You mean she's pick? She's too picky. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Right, right. So you feel like she's sort of sabotaged. Like, you know, sometimes when people are like that, I believe it's because they don't really want a relationship. Maybe you know. Mm-hmm. Because if they're unrealistic, you know, if she's unrealistically picky, you know, and at 31, you know, you're dating a 23 year old, like, you know, is that because like, you know, you kind of know it's not going to last or it has a shelf life and, you know, you have an out. I always had commitment issues all my life. I don't have them anymore. It took a long time and a lot of work to sort of work myself out of it because relationships to me always felt like a trap. Like it was like, oh, you know, so I always needed like some sort of door out, you know, an opening. And so. To me, if it was someone was way too young or like, you know, if there's some sort of big red flag that, you know, oh, I, you know, you could see the ending somewhere. That's kind of safe for people with commitment issues, you know. So you right, could you take right. someone younger and, you know, even if I'm with that person for a couple of years, I'm never going to wind up with them. So it's kind of like a safe way to not to have a relationship that but not feel trapped if you have commitment issues. Yeah, Maybe she, I think so. Right. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Right, right. Yeah, there's probably a lot of truth to that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've lived that. And sometimes I have a lot of girlfriends that are like, oh, he's complaining they don't have somebody. But I, I just really feel like if you really want somebody, there's somebody for everybody. And I think you could find it if you're really open to it. And most people that don't have relationships is because on some level they don't want it or they're afraid of it or whatever. You know, I mean, you're still really young. So, you know, did you, you know, hook up with a 31 year old? swinger that you could get fuck anyone with like because you had commitment issues no you were young like you know it was a different thing for you because you know you might not be looking for a relationship till you're 35 you know or in your 30s or something you know you don't right. you don't have to worry about that your jizz works until you're about 50 just so you know <laughs> <laughs> no like a, a woman over like it's in her 40s that her eggs are failing and it's a, in when a guy's like right. a, in his 50s their sperm is failing so you know, you have a long time to, like, procreate and all that stuff, you know. Um, right, in in right. between your, like, seven girls you fucked on Adult Friend Finders, do you have, like, people that you meet in real life that you've tried to have relationships with at all? I have. I have. Just nothing's really panned out. I mean, because how do you keep yourself busy besides, like, just, you know, text messaging people on Adult Friend Finders? Like, do you have girls that you're texting and sexting and you know, stuff to fill up your time, or are you basically pretty much been single ever since you and that girl broke up? No, I've, I've had things for just months at a time, uh, like three different girls, and, you know, just 
like I said, it, it, it always lasts like two, three months, and you're gone all the time, and I don't like it anymore. So. It's hard. I live in New York, and I don't want to date a guy that lives in like more than 10 blocks away from me. <laughs> And right. I, you know what I mean, but I, that comes from like I used to only date guys that lived. I dated a guy that lived in San Francisco, a guy that lived in Nashville. You know, long term relationships were actually good. If you could find another girl with commitment issues, it might be a plus for her to have you sort of gone a lot. You know, some sort of built in distance can be a good thing for like the right dysfunctional girl. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the regular girls and the girls that are really looking for someone that's going to be like, fuck that. You know, like you really want Mm -hmm. if you like somebody. I know for me now in my life, like if I really like a guy, like I just want to see him more and more. I I just it's really frustrating to me at a certain point if like he's gone all the time. Like it's really even though nowadays like it's really easy to keep in touch with FaceTime or Skype or whatever. And I think maybe younger people, because that's how they communicate, like Maybe that's enough. Right. Like, I think if you hook up with like a 21 year old, she'd be happy to just talk to you on Skype her whole life because that's what her relationships are all about. Like my nephews, they don't <laughs> even see each other in real life. <laughs> yeah. And that's <laughs> I know it's so weird. Listen, I'm way older than you. And like in my time, we had like answering machines and we you had to meet somebody out. There was no cell phones. You know, it's a totally different world, though. I love it all. Like I'm a totally into like growing with the times and stuff. I'm not complaining. But I just think that the younger – I'm old school. Like, I like to talk on the phone. I like to see my friends in, in person. But I also like text messaging and stuff. But I feel like the younger, younger generation, they do a lot of their interactions via emails and texts and social media and all that stuff. So I feel like maybe if you go for girls that are way younger, that they'd be kind of fine. But I don't even know. Are you even – look like, do you wish you could find a girl that was into – you know, having a relationship with you and you just can't, or are you not interested in that anyway? No, I'm totally interested in it. It's, it's just not been very fruitful over the last few years, so why bother, you know? Right. I think you have to try. Do you typically, do you like older women, or do you, I mean, are you sort of open? Like, if you were to put on your, I always am interested in age ranges on when I used to be on dating sites, the eight guys' age ranges were always so fascinating to me. It'd be like a 50-year-old guy and his age range would be like 23 to 35 <laughs> do you know what i'm saying so like what's right, your age right. range for what you look for in a girl like what's the age range for you i i like older women because they're typically more mature right because if you're the type of guy that i think that you are you say you're sort of a straight shooter you're pretty open-minded you're more evolved than the typical caveman guy you like i always say you're farther away from the ape you know <laughs> like the more evolved guys are like farther or like they're more evolved than the, and then there's some guys that are like just like one step away from being a fucking ape you know that but you're a little bit much more farther so you could appreciate an older woman but that's those are the women that are gonna you know want to spend more time i believe if you go for a younger girl if you set your sights for someone a little bit younger uh that generation is very different and they probably wouldn't mind if you stayed connected via you know your iphone or whatever you could probably right. keep that relationship going. What's consult like with consultants? I've, I used to have roommates that were consultants when I was younger, so I know that deal. Like, is that do you just work like that for your whole life, or do you ever move on to like a different sort of schedule, or are you just going to be traveling forever? No, I stick with this and travel uh, basically until I get sick of it. Right, and then what do you move on to? Well, hopefully, something that's the management side. Right. And where do you, do you just travel within the United States? What's that? Do you travel within the United States? Yeah, it's all throughout the U.S. Do you have any, like, um, ongoing booty calls or anybody in some place where you travel to that you see on a daily basis so you can at least get, like, uh, you know, some action, some constant action someplace? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got one down in Florida, so. Right. And when you see her, you guys just screw and... But it doesn't turn into anything more than that. Well, she knows, she knows what's up, and I know what's up. And you know, frankly, if either one of us decided to actually settle down, we'd, we'd probably be a really good match. So. You guys would be a good match. Yeah. Okay. So, if and how old is she? She is thirty-two. 
She's 32 and you're 28 now. So that's a good thing. And what do you mean? Like, because you just said before when I asked you, like, would you be open to have a relationship? You said that you would, right? Is it that she's not right. open to it? Like, what keeps you from having her be the one now? She's not open to it. She's not. Yeah. And, and I'm, I mean, I, I agree with all the reasons. And what are her reasons? Because you live someplace else and she lives in Florida? Right. And she's gone all the time for her work. I'm here all the time for my work, so why call it anything more than what it is? Right, but maybe one day in the future you feel like if you both sort of settle down or have more settled schedules or, like, you know, you would be more in sync with each other and would be able to date? Right. Do you guys keep in touch a lot? Like, do you do a lot of communicating or is it strictly like you see her when you're in Florida and you'd fuck and that's it? Um, Maybe once a week. Because I think the reason why I think like certain people when they don't want a relationship, you have a long distance thing because it becomes like at least for me in my long distance relationships, like you're seeing somebody just on vacation, you know, and how much do you really know somebody when you're just having like these great weekends together outside of your real life, you know, and you never really get to see that person on a day to day basis in regular life. And I think the key to having a relationship or real intimacy comes when you really are like just day to day with somebody. And that's why I like to have a boyfriend that lives like, you know, two blocks away so that you could, you know, you know whether it's going to work because it's like that's what it's going to be, you know, in real life, you know, the day to day stuff. So I think it's like, you know, when you're having a situation where you're not even going there with somebody, how do you even know if they'd be right for you? You really don't, you know? Yeah, you don't, and that's part of, you know, part of why we don't uh, go any further, really. Yeah, totally. Did you meet her on Adult Friend Finder, or did you meet her just, like, in in your travels? Met her in my travels. In your travels? Okay, so tell me yeah. your hottest Adult Friend Finder story, if you can, and then I'll let you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's the hottest bitch you found, or the most interesting story? Have you ever had, or, and also tell me your worst story. Like, did you ever watch, show up and it's, like, not the person? Like, do you have those stories, too? Do you have a best and worst? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. So, the, the best story, um, she was she was in a, in a different part of the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually on the West Coast. But mm-hmm. she, was, uh, she was from my hometown. Okay. And you met and did and you know that do you guys did you guys know that you were from the same hometown? Like did you out yourselves early on with each other? Yeah, and so we were talking and we found out we were both from the same area. Okay. We didn't know each other, but uh, she was she was damn good looking. Uh, she was a ten. Yeah, well sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that what you said? She was really good looking? I thought that's what you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she was she was very good looking. Okay. Um, and so I was in her area for about a week and a half, and I'd say after like two three days of talking, we started to meet up, and it was it was awesome. I was just absolutely heavenly. Like the best sex ever. Yeah, probably the best sex I've ever had in my life. And what happens after, like, you fly out of there? Like, how come you're not still screwing her sometimes? Do you still go out there, or do you not travel out there so you can't see her? I don't go out there too often, um, and I don't really keep in touch with her because it was kind of a one-time deal, and she's married. Oh, she was married. So cheating sex is sometimes very hot. We all know that. Yeah. Did you know her husband? Was he from your hometown, too? No, he he was from the current area. He was from, oh, where she was from. So she was cheating on her husband with you. And, like, so for that whole week that you were there, did you screw her more than once? Or was it just a one-night thing? No, it was uh, it was every day. She, she ends up finding reasons to come back every single day. So. But were you guys, like, screwing in a van in a parking lot someplace? Or was she <laughs> coming to your house? <laughs> like, where does a married person screw people? I always think that they're doing it in a car somewhere in a parking lot. Like, I guess because you're not married and you're there and you have a hotel room, you're screwing in your hotel room? Yeah, exactly. So she just came to the hotel room. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I think sometimes, like, the screwing in the car or that kind of stuff, like, it's kind of fun, right? Like, that could be hot just because... It isn't like someplace normal, but so she would found right. find reasons the whole time to just screw you as much as possible before you left, and it was like the best sex ever. Right. 
and then on to the next one. And so you don't keep in touch with her. Okay, who was your worst? Or another good one. Just giving my listeners like these dirty stories. For me, I like to just interview people about their life stories because I find regular people to be fascinating. That's why I do my show. But I know that sometimes my listeners want to hear like dirty stories, so I'm just trying to get some shit out of you. Or <laughs> right. interesting stories, you know. That's why I, saw, I asked for the bad ones too. Right, right. No, so that, that was that was my death experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was that was just perfect. Um, I mean, I've I've had other really cool experiences. You know, I've I've met up with couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, wives just want to get fucked crazy. Right. And while they're guys watch or they join in, I mean, probably that there's so many different variations to that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> I think I think every husband I've ever come across says that they just want to watch. Mm-hmm. But they never just stay watching. Oh, they say that at first, like, we just want to watch, but then they just get so turned on that they join in. Yeah, so pretty much. I mean, you end up, you know, undressing their wife and take them over to the bed and, you know, you start start going down on them. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm paranoid, but I always keep down with my husband. <laughs> because um, you just want to make sure that he's cool with what you're doing. Right, exactly. exactly. I think that's cool of you. Yeah. I think that that's cool of you to, to be that way. And they probably get the sense of that, and that makes it, like, a good experience. Right. Right. So I mean, so they're they're usually you know they stand really far away, and then they get a little closer, and then they pull up the chair, and you know, and then they're playing with their dick, and you know, to be honest, I usually tell them just like, dude, just take it out, enjoy it, have fun. <laughs> right. And do they yeah. like? Do you guys go through with these couples? Like, are there all these things like discussed? Like, you know, he's not going to join in, but he might, or like you could do this. Do they have like parameters a lot of the times, or rules or regulations, or it's just like a free for all? Yeah, there, there's always some set of some set of guidelines, um, you know, and, and it's always like I said, it's always oh, he's, he's just going to watch, he just wants to watch, right? You know, and, it, and it never it never turns into that, you know, which is fine. Like I said, I I don't care about guys. But What's I, the I, oldest um, couple you've been with? Like, how old are these couples that you've been with? Because you're pretty young. You're in your 20s. Right. I was going to say that I would assume that they're like older couples. I don't know why I assume that. But so they are mostly in their 40s. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you're into the whole MILF thing? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, you use the term into, but really I'm just into sexuality. Right, like you're oh, like whatever is turning you on at that moment, like you're open. It's not like you have anything right. specific, right? Because you're just sexually right. open. Right, and and a lot of it, a lot of it, if not a hundred percent of it, depends on the other person. Yeah. You know, if they're into it, um, if, I mean, if, if they're into just watching you, have fun. That's great. That's a turn on. Right. You know, if if they're turned on, I'm turned on. Right, exactly. Even the guy, like, is there is there like a thing for you that's like a turn on that to have a guy watching you screw his wife? I'm sure you could turn that sort of a thing in your mind to be like a really like turned on situation, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, whether it's a girl or some dude stroking his heart, it's turn on. Right. Even though it's not that you're looking at his cock and you're turned on, it's the situation. Because you're not bi at all, but you're just open sexually. And now, do any of your friends know about, like, the stuff that you do or just, like, a private sort of life that you have? This is entirely private to me. Right. This is why I do my show and I I get people. I mean, it happened by accident that I solicited people on Craigslist because I just wanted like a call in advice show because I like to analyze shit and talk to people and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want my friends to call in because I didn't want anyone to know I was doing it. So I just posted on Craigslist because it was free in the personal section. And I just got all like these dudes looking for advice. Like for me, I always advertise like, are you looking, do you have a problem that you need help with or a secret life that you have that you want to divulge? You know, and I find that there's so many people and that's why I like doing my show out there, you know, when people are sitting next to them, people work with them, people are friends with them that are, have these sort of secret lives that they do because everyone's so, you know, a closed minded and judgmental when it comes to what people do sexually, you know, so they have to keep it a secret. 
Yeah, it's weird. Like, why do people give a shit? I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. don't you know, I don't. I, I think it's very personal. It's your own fucking business. It's, uh, right. you know, it's what you like to do. It's what turns you on. I think on a certain level, some people can't help it. Like, you know, it's like how you're wired and it's what you're into. And what does it matter? You know what I mean? I And I've talked right. to the most right. freakiest people that are into the most freakiest things. And I don't think any different of them. You know, it's like what they do sexually or privately. And like I said, I think people keep it private because especially in this country, we're very prudish when it comes to sex. Other countries, they're much more open-minded. I've talked about this on the show before. I used to have a German friend. And when I was young, I drank a lot and I was pretty slutty. And I used to have this German friend and I'd call him up and be horrified about what I did sexually the night before. And he'd be like, I don't understand why you're so upset, Kathy. Like in my country, you know, people do this all the time. Like it doesn't matter. You know, they're much more open-minded. But here we're so puritanical and weird about sex. And I think it's because people are just like fucking jealous and wish they were doing it, you know, because everyone's secret horn bags as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Do you know uh, what I mean? You know, and, 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 you know, it's, it's sad because you've got, you know, women are, for whatever reason, I find they're more open to it, but more afraid to try it. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that. You know, for, for a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas guys, you know, like, like I've been, I've been in a bed with a guy's wife, and, you know, you can tell the guy is just incredibly turned on. Right. You know, just, I mean, he's, he's totally lost in it, you know, and, but, you know, I always tell him, like, yeah, come on over, it's cool, just hop in. You know, right. Your wife is your life. Hey, you the more You know, right. Uh huh. Um, and always, 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 the first thing they do is end up touching my cock. You're kidding. I, I kid you not. It, I mean, they they go in and you know they act like they're gonna mess with their life, and I always ended up with a hand on my cock. Right, so you believe like that's like what they really want to do, and maybe they're little bi or they're just sort of, you know, curious, right? Um, But they just need to be talked into it. Yeah, I think so. Or made to feel comfortable. Right, I I think I think most guys invite a woman into, or excuse me, a guy into their marriage, if you will, because they want to be with a guy. Right. And now, how far has that hand on your dick went? Like, have you ever been jerked off by a guy? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. But this is the thing, Tom. Some people would say, I know that I'm going to get emails from listeners being like, I call bullshit. Like, he's totally bisexual. Like, if I someone jerked me off, right, a guy jerked a guy off, he would consider himself bi. But you don't consider yourself bisexual. No, because it, it frankly does nothing for him. Right, but you allow them to do it because you're cool and you don't want to ruin the moment kind of thing? Well, yeah. I mean, my permission is, you know, typically making out with and playing with the wife. It's like, hey, dude, you want to... Go for that. Go for it. <laughs> you, oh my God, you're like, that's so funny. You're like, that's like the victim mentality. Like, oh, like I should allow you to do that because, like, you kind of feel it's like obligated. Hard. You're like, I'm letting, he's letting me fuck his wife. I should let him touch my dick. <laughs> oh my God, that's so, that's so funny. So you just allow yourself to sort of be violated, but you don't feel like it's a violation or you're not freaked out by that. I, I was the first time, but, you know, if you want to more than a hand, I don't care. Well, just so you know, you can say no. <laughs> no means no. Next time, if you don't want them touching your dick, you could be like, sorry, I'm going to fuck your wife, but you're not going to touch my dick. Like, I mean, you can make those parameters <laughs> if you want, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. But it is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting that I have, like, it's... I don't know. I think a lot of people are kind of bi, and I think that there's, like, a a ratio, you know? Like, it's very rare that you meet someone that's completely 100% heterosexual or 100% homosexual. I mean, you meet them. It's not rare. Like, you meet them. But I think a lot of people fall in between that, you know? And some people are, like, 90%, you know, straight, but maybe 10% curious, you know? And I have a lot of guy friends, and I think a lot of them 
if I found out that they were fucking a guy or they blew a guy or they got blown, you know, I would not be surprised because I don't know. Aren't you just like curious even like, I, you know, and then there's some that I know, like they're completely not into it. But um, I think a lot of them are curious. And, you know, I, I mean, I have my co-host that used to work on the show. He owned a gay bar. And, I mean, he had guys in his gay bar that were straight up living double lives. I mean, they were totally queer and they had wives at home and but they were like you know meeting their boyfriends at his bar and then going home to the suburbs to meet their wives you know <laughs> that's a whole right, other right. thing and, well, well you're too bad for both parties on that side though totally you know? and that's I mean, a generation thing i think in that generation because these are older guys it was just so wrong like they weren't allowed to be gay you have to feel sorry for them mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. you know and on some level don't their wives know like i don't know remember that jim Mc- McQuarrie guy or whatever the fuck his name was and his wife was like she's like some big victim when the guy was gay the whole time it was like come on on some level you had to have known you know what I mean right right yeah I, I think if you don't know you're you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah no I, they don't want to know that's what it is so it's like like attracts like whatever as much as he's a liar you're in denial and that's basically lying to yourself so you're both liars you know but Whatever. I think it's interesting that the guys kind of touch your dick and you get... I think it's even more interesting that you allow them to and you're not really into it. <laughs> do you ever... You've never... Con- so you don't come from it. Or no. do you? No. 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 Does- no. Like I said, it really just doesn't interest me. And, you know, most people... If they don't pick up on that right away, you just tell them. They're like, stop my things. Or- <laughs> right. So it doesn't go on for that. Did anyone ever try to like give you a blowjob? Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen though. You know what I mean? That's, you know, they. I've had people try. I've had people just like start to go down that way, and you know, that's it's it's, it's the quick go. Um, right, that's where you draw the line. And do you like you've never like made out with a guy or anything, have you? No. Right. So they tried to suck your dick and you're like, no, you won't do that even for even as a victim. No, (laughs) (laughs) you won't give them a pity blowjob because they're letting you fuck their wife. Like, that's where you draw the line. (laughs) It's interesting. Okay, Tom. Well, you know, good luck on adult friend finder. You know, hopefully, (laughs) eventually, I think my advice to you, even though you're not calling my chauffeur. A problem, but I think if you want a relationship, you should try younger girls. I think they're more likely to be cool with your lifestyle. I think you should try it, and I also think you should try to do. Um, I think you should also try to do regular websites too. Just put on there straight up that you travel most of the time for business, and you might find a like-minded person. If you're really ready for a relationship, and that's what you're looking for, there's somebody for everybody. And I bet you anything, you could find a girl and make it work with your schedule somehow. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's a good point about the younger girls, but that might. Uh, you get a younger really girl with a like. In a couple months. <laughs> what? A couple more than a couple months. Yeah, with the younger girls, like you know, a lot of times there's you get a younger girl with an older soul, you know, and she could be pretty mature and like-minded. Look at 23. You were, you know, this person that was like totally you know, able to relate to a 31-year-old. So you were very ahead of your time. So there's probably a 23-year-old out there like you you know, that's looking for, you know, a guy that's like her, you know? So, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, but like, you know, if I think, I think if you like go onto the other websites, go back on there and do business on there as well, you more likely have a chance to find somebody. Though you do want to be, you're going to have a relationship with someone, you want to be open about the stuff that you do, right? Like you want to swing with people. Is that a, a definite thing that you want in your relationship? Or do you believe that you could have just a one-on-one monogamous relationship without that kind of stuff? I don't, I don't know if I could do monogamous again, to be honest with you. Right. So you would, yeah, and I think, like I said, also with the younger generation, I think they're more open to doing things that are more out of the box. So try that and keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. I'll, um, <laughs> I'll email you when I post your podcast. I'm going to probably post it tonight, but I'll, I'll send you an email. Um, and uh, you need to give me your email address, though, when I hang up, when I end the podcast. You give me your email address so I could send you an email. Okay? Okay, cool. All right, thanks for being on my show. Don't hang up. Thank you. Okay. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. 